Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And today we have a fun history lesson for you on the American designer Mark Jacobs. That's right. We we made a promise that we're going to do these deep dives this year. So we're going to touch on another American designer. And uh, we're going to get to know Mark Jacobs' background, how he came about in the fashion world, his brand, his diffusion lines. And of course, we are going to dive into his performance on the resale market because that's really important. Yeah. So we'll see you at the table. Jen and I were already talking about this before we started recording, but (laughs) he's... He's a fascinating human. You guys are going to like him in yes. terms of like a designer and everything, but you're going to just like some other American designers that we've covered here, you're going to get real sad at the end. And <laughs> I almost feel like it's a trend with American designers. They mm-hmm. just don't seem to have the same following or progression as the European brands. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely go through ebbs and flows too with their designs but yeah in the end I feel like so many of these American designers too it's like they kind of just fizzle out Mm -hmm. you know whether it takes them 20 30 40 years um but I don't know who knows maybe maybe he you know he is having a little bit of a moment so we'll definitely talk a little bit more about that but um yeah he's he's definitely an interesting character so Daniela is going to walk us through kind of like his history and everything else, which is very fascinating. He has a very, very impressive resume. I'm sure that some of you are going to be surprised on some of the things that he has done. Um, And then obviously we're going to go into what does this mean for resale, right? Because most of us here are listening, are resellers, you know, we, we, we like, we love to go thrifting. We love for the hunt. So what is it that we should be looking for? Because there's a lot of Mark Jacobs out there. A lot. There and I is. think it can be very confusing to people because there is a huge difference between all of the different lines. There is. And Jen and I will definitely talk about our experience with the brand because we've had plenty of experience with the brand, yeah. good and bad. Yeah. Um, so we'll share that with you guys as well. But let's dive right into Mark Jacobs. So Mark Jacobs was born April 9th, 1963. I didn't realize he was as old as he is, but he was born in the 60s. Um, He is from central New York. That is where his family is from. Uh, Really sad childhood. His father passed away when he was seven years old, and his mother wasn't really in his life. She had married multiple times, was quite absent, and had some mental illness. So he ended up being raised by his grandmother in his teenage years, who caught him one day knitting. So his grandmother saw that his passion was this creative side, designing, whatever it was. And he started to attend a fashion high school in New York. So his grandmother saw that and wanted to really push him forward in that direction because that's what really made him happy. Um, He was also a stock boy in a fashion uh, store called Sharivari, I believe is how it's pronounced. Mm -hmm. And it housed cutting edge fashion where it mixed street style and high fashion on the Upper West Side of New York. So Upper West Side is, I would say today, probably where a lot of money is located. So uh, more so than the East Side. The West Side's, I would say, a little wealthier than the East Side. Now, back in the 60s and 70s, I don't really know. Um, No. But this 
boutique was very avant-garde, which mm. we will go into, but that's kind of Marc Jacobs style and vibe. So he started to get this inspiration from working in the store and seeing people come in and buy all these different pieces. This boutique is no longer around. So if you're in New York and you want to try to go find it, it's not there. Um, but the aesthetic very much is reminiscent. Mark Jacobs aesthetic, I should say, is very reminiscent of Sharivari. So he's working, finishes high school and decides he's going to attend the Parsons School of Design. Mm-hmm. And during this time, he actually launched his first line, which was hand knit sweaters, mm. which is interesting because I would say modern day Mark Jacobs isn't known or even 90s and 2000s isn't known for hand knit sweaters at all. No, no. He definitely has a few pieces here and there from what I've seen. But again, like you said, it's not something that people would automatically think, oh, a knit sweater, Mark Jacobs. Exactly. Um, And he ended up joining forces with a business partner. His name is Robert Duffy. They stayed together for a long time, guys. We're going to, as we keep going, you'll, you'll see the influence that Duffy has. And they started Jacobs and Duffy Design uh, Inc. in 1986. So it's the 80s. This is now, now we're in the time of Halston, Anne Klein, Liz Claiborne, Oscar de la Renta, Ralph, like Calvin. We're in this era of the 80s. And he's young. Mark Jacobs is young at this point. He ends up getting um, the attention of Perry Ellis. He won a Perry Ellis Award while he was in school. And he ends up joining with Perry Ellis in 1989 with Robert Duffy. They were designing women's clothing together. I didn't know this. This was brand new information to me. I had no idea he was part of Perry Ellis. Don't, don't you feel like, you know, now that we're just talking about Perry Ellis, I, I know nobody buys Perry Ellis anymore, but everybody But it was a big deal. <laughs> you know, I think we should we should put a pin in that one for Perry Ellis and do like a mini deep dive on some of yeah. these like American designers that we've talked about because that's that's one where I'm just like, where the heck is that brand? Like, and everyone loved it. Like, where did it come from? You know? <laughs> but I feel like it's interesting because they didn't do women's. So they hired Mark Jacobs to do women's because that's what he did really well. Perry Ellis is, it's a men's wear line, really. I mean, that's what they're known I for. Of, like, think of like my dad. Yes. Wearing like ties and yes. like, you know what I mean? Slacks from Perry exactly. Ellis. <laughs> um, so that's where he started. He started Perry Ellis. And at Perry Ellis, he introduced this idea of Seattle street fashion on the runway. So what this meant to him was grunge. Literally what we're seeing today, what we've been talking on the, about the on the podcast for the last three months, four months now, plaid shirts, cargo pants, long skirts, boots, everything that you could think about grunge. That was the inspiration for what he did at Perry Ellis. He didn't jump into this he like slowly moved his way into grunge he like wanted to appease perry ellis at first obviously and release lines that made that made sense of the brand but then got some creative freedom and went in this direction department stores loved it they loved this new innovative look that perry ellis just didn't have before because perry ellis is pretty black and white right like it's straight lace i would say yeah yeah. like button up straight lace kind of brand exactly Mm -hmm. so the department stores loved this and he was with perry ellis for four years but um perry ellis fired him uh they did not like the grunge inspiration collection even though everyone else in the nation the world loved it they did not it did not fit their brand period end of story so they fired him Uh, but this did not stop Mark Jacobs from his journey, as we know. He then decides, you know what, guys? I'm going to open up my own line. It's 1992. 
women's fashion is really coming onto the scene because in the 70s, it was there. 80s, it's starting to come alive. 90s, women's fashion is here. And now we're catering to women's fashion. So I'm going to start my own line. And that is exactly what he did. And in this year, he also won the Counselor's Fashion Designer of America Award, which is a pretty big deal. So now Mark Jacobs has his own line. It's the early 90s. And I think one of the important things to remember about the 90s is kind of what we're seeing today. It's kind of what we're seeing on the streets today. We're seeing the denim. We're seeing the mixed patterns. We're seeing um, artistic design, really. Yeah. And this is where Marc Jacobs was. So he was really ahead in the 90s fashion. Other designers weren't touching this yet. But he saw what people were wearing, what people wanted, and he took that in. That was his inspiration. So he always had this idea of mixing that grunge with chic and like that luxury look. Like that was always what he wanted to do. And if you guys were to go back and look at some of his runways from the early 90s, even mid 90s, you'll see there's like those timeless classic pieces mixed in with some fun pieces because he knew he wanted to cater to everyone. He didn't just want to have one demographic, which I think is really important to remember about him and the way he designs. So when I think of Marc Jacobs personally, and Jen, you can chime in as well. Mm -hmm. I always think of street style. That's just what I think of. I think of bright, bold colors and patterns, Mm -hmm. a lot of Vivian Westwood, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if that was one of his inspirations. A lot of the earlier looks are Vivian Westwood. That's just what they look like. Most definitely. Um, He was definitely very innovative for just the, even his textiles, Yes, you know, like mixed media, mixing a lot of patterns and different types of materials all together. Um, He had a lot of really like interesting folds within, you know, his clothing, the way that it draped on somebody's body to um, very different from like a draping that would be like a Halston, you know, but but yes. definitely just very different types of pleats, you know, all that kind of look. Lots so. of pleats, lots of tool in the beginning. It was like, um, it reminds me of uh, Moschino. That's what it reminds me yeah. of, like mm-hmm. their runway show. That's kind of the vibe that I get from him, but just more on the grunge side. So the whole idea behind this and the why, the reason why he designed this way was the brand was to be marketed to the urban woman. So mm-hmm. downtown attitude, but the uptown glam. He wanted to combine the two worlds. And the idea of this clothing was that it could be worn and washed and worn and washed a million times over. Unlike your typical designer clothing, which is meant to be worn once, you dry clean it and you hang it up and you never see it again. That's typically how luxury design pieces work. A celebrity or someone who is able to afford those pieces mm-hmm. will buy them and then never touch them again. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't want that. He wanted to be able to have pieces that were worn over and over again. And I think. And I think it holds true even to today because when you go to the thrift store and you find older pieces by him, they're worn. Like they have been worn and they're usually destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. I was just about to say that. Lots of times the clothing that makes it to the stores not fared very well just because they are very, very well loved. Yes. Or were very well loved. Yes. Um, He was truly one of the few successful designers from the last two decades. you can put Tom Ford in there also successful, but really I feel like Tom Ford has made a shift as well. 
Alexander Wang, I don't like talking about Alexander Wang, but he is lumped into this category. I know that he's got a history and he's got he's done some things that are not kind to humans, but um they were they all came up together at the same time. So I don't know how big Alexander Wang is today. I know celebrities still wear his pieces, but to say that like the average person would wear Alexander Wang, I don't think that holds true anymore. Um Anyway, he was truly on the same caliber as Ralph Lauren and Calvin Klein. That is where Marc Jacobs was. Ralph Lauren and Calvin Klein at this at this time period that we're in were the elite of American designers. They were they were up there, and he was right there with them, and he was much younger. So his popularity is soaring in the 90s, and his events were filled with celebrities. It was a film premiere for them. His shows were just... I was watching videos, like old videos of them. They were insane. Trains rolling in, castles made out of like paper, like just the most insane, dramatic, theatrical runways that we really don't see replicated today. Um, I feel like designers keep things very simplistic on the runway now, or they have props, but the props are stationary, or the props are like, they're just there. They're not really used for much. And he was an artist and he did things in a way that was a spectacle. And this is why celebrities flocked to it because yes, they did wear his stuff, but it was really a time to show off and to mm-hmm. see what he was doing next. It just shows how creative this man was during mm-hmm. this time period. Um, I do recommend go back on YouTube and look at old runway shows of his there. The clothing is great. And just the performance of it is amazing as well. So now we get to a really interesting time in Marc Jacobs' life because it's 2007 and Marc Jacobs is named the creative director of Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. And he tripled the company's annual gross revenue mm-hmm. to approximately $5 billion. Oh, yeah. That's insane. This is where Marc Jacobs was at the height of his career. He, w- he was at Louis for 16 years. So he was there for a long time and he revolutionized Louis Vuitton. I feel like he brought it back to life. Yes. I'll be honest with you because Louis Vuitton, yes, it has been around for a very long time. But 1800s? There was a time, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But there was like a time where it's like all they did, I mean, not all they did. What most people knew what they did was just the brown monogram bag. That was mm-hmm. kind of about it. And it wasn't really popular. I don't remember a lot of people wearing it, talking about it, anything like that. When Marc Jacobs came on, it's like he infused, right, um, youth Mm -hmm. into the brand. And it was like, it was then when I started hearing about Louis Vuitton, to be honest. And I started seeing people my age wanting Louis Vuitton. Um, You're going to go more into this. I'll definitely let you kind of talk about this. But it it was it was huge once he kind of came on because it was always all of a sudden it was like he introduced this brand to this brand new generation who was like, wait, what's this brand? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If you don't know what Louis Vuitton looked like in the early 2000s when Marc Jacob was creative director, do a quick Google search and you'll immediately remember what it is once you see it. Um, another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. So he was there for 16 years and he, like Jen said, brought in this new element of design for the younger generation to Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton was associated with the older generation, something that a grandma would wear. That's basically what Louis Vuitton was. It was, I guess the term would be like old money. That's kind of what it was associated with. Um, But Mark Jacobs wanted to change that. He saw so much more with the brand. And I also want to preface it, and I think I say this later on, but Louis Vuitton made trunks and the brown monogram bag. That was really it. They didn't do anything else. The trunks is what they were known for. So they were pretty stagnant. And you'll see this in like Gucci. It was really stagnant for a long time until they got a new creative director to come in. It's the same kind of principle here. So if you were to look up some of these styles, like on the real, real, any resale market. Anyone will know what they are. Yes. You will know these bags. You will recognize these bags. Type in Mark Jacobs Louis Vuitton. If you don't, they are still going to this day from 1500 to 3500 and even more depending on the style, how desirable it was, who wore it, you know, all that kind of stuff, how rare it is. So they're holding their resale value, even though it is completely different than what Louis Vuitton, the traditional Louis Vuitton handbag. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely keep that in mind, especially if you like dabble into the luxury market. I wouldn't shy away from the Marc Jacobs Louis Vuitton styles, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're really fun. So, you know, like Daniela, Daniela even says here, like a lot of the pieces that you're going to be looking for, like think of the bright, bold colors when Louis Vuitton came out, the rainbow collections, Mm -hmm. remember? Like, oh my gosh, that was huge. That was huge because honestly, like he did Louis Vuitton in like the white with the multicolored LVs. That was everywhere. And then everyone started copying that. Do you remember, Daniela? Yeah, there were so many of them. That collection. Coach came out with that collection. Everybody started doing that. The graffiti bags. Those too. were so big. The graffiti bags. Huge, huge, huge. And his huge. inspiration came from artists. That's where he got all this inspiration from. And you can dive deeper into this, but there's there's a few designers that he really uh, pulled inspiration from and and wanted to mimic their graffiti design wanted to mimic their kind of caricature designs that they had done and um and and it was a hit because um i can tell you all the pop icons were wearing them at the time kim kardashian paris hilton i mean you name it jessica simpson these are all the big timers during that time okay where are these bags yes so 2006 or 2008 that was like louis vuitton graffiti bag era it was really really big during those years and like jen said we saw reinterpretations of the bag happening across the board but even within louis vuitton because he wanted to change the monogram the monogram was just this boring brown and tan like what else can we do with it so he came out with the rainbow design. He came out with, oh, I forget what it's called. The Louis Vuitton tote that's like check. Oh, it's like the checker yep, pattern. Yep, yep, the checker What's pattern one. I don't remember it either, but oh, yeah. I can't think of the name of it. Mm-hmm. That was his design. That was not a Louis Vuitton design from the past. He created that. This was my favorite in the early 2000s. The floral pattern on oh, the handbag. The cherry blossom one? Yes. Oh, yeah, that was fun. 
Yeah. I, I liked that at the time. Now, mm-hmm. not so much, but then loved it. <laughs> and I totally remember all the knockoffs that were on the streets of oh. New York at the flea markets in the <laughs> early 2000s. And we all had to have them because they looked just like Marc Jacobs, mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton. Fun. Yeah, just fun. I definitely owned one. <laughs> I did. I, I, I remember I didn't. I admit I did. it. I didn't get one. I got, but I got other fake ones. Yeah. <laughs> but those were really big. So in 2006, I'm out of high school, I'm in college, but like that height, like end of high school and that those college years for us, that that's what we knew when it came to Louis Vuitton. We didn't know traditional Louis Vuitton. Okay. So now we've got all this going on for him. He also then introduced women fashion to Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton did not do women's fashion. And when I say fashion, I mean ready to wear. They didn't do it. They had the bags. They had the trunks. Now they have his new handbags that he's doing. And now he's like, you know what, guys? Let's throw in women's clothing. Because that really was his passion, was women's clothing. And it was a hit. He was able to take the classic timeless look of Louis Vuitton and incorporate these really fun uh, colors and patterns and shapes to the pieces were almost like a cartoon, but it was still very wearable. And in 2010, Mark Jacobs was actually named one of the most influential people of the world by Time Magazine. And to this day, Mark Jacobs is still on the forefront of setting tones to a season or the latest trend. It's just in a different way. And we'll get into that when Jen goes into her side of it. But he's still someone that people look to to see what he's designing and his styles are still mimicked today. It's just not the way that they were mimicked before. It's not the Louis Vuitton and it's not the clothing that he made before. They're different categories now. In 2014, unfortunately, we start to see some things happening. But first thing that happens is we have Marc Jacobs that comes out, the actual line Marc Jacobs, because now he's not Louis Vuitton anymore. And then we have Mark by Mark Jacobs. Mm-hmm. And as the years went on, Mark Jacobs starts to lose touch with what's happening every day, consumer. And this happens so frequently to American designers, and I don't know why. But he loses touch with it. The fashion looks in today's modern era. He's not really implementing them into his designs. And in 2015, so in one year, Mark by Mark Jacobs was gone. It didn't exist anymore. So his diffusion line didn't even make it past a year mark which is kind of that's that's crazy to me because because there's so much of it because there's a lot of it but i think it's because it was affordable and it was like they're ready to wear it was ready to wear i I mean i still didn't find it affordable back then but it was but it was everywhere but it was everywhere i remember it was everywhere so yeah Mm -hmm. so in 2018 now we get to the real sad part mark jacobs had an estimated loss of 61 million dollars annually so from 2014 2015 to 2018 61 million dollars annually that's a lot that is a lot of money he started to close retail stores across the globe robert duffy who has been with him his entire time now leaves and i think it's interesting that this happens because this entire time that he was successful through Louis Vuitton, through everything, Robert Duffy was there. He was his mm-hmm. creative partner. He helped push him forward. And then he starts to back off and leave. And then we see Mark Jacobs fall. So I'd be curious to know how much of it was Mark Jacobs and how much of it was Robert Duffy. Cause I think that definitely played a part in this collapse that we've seen in the brand. 
not to say that Mark Jacobs isn't a successful and creative um, designer because he is. And if you have a chance, if you have masterclass, if you watch Mark Jacobs masterclass, it is incredibly insightful and you can, you can really um, get an understanding of his brain and how smart he is in the world of fashion. That's a side note. Um, so Mark Jacobs, how does he stay afloat? Everything's crumbling around him. Everything. Well, he did what most designers do here in America. We go to perfume and cosmetics. And that's exactly what he did. And it was successful. His perfume is still popular today. His cosmetics is still popular and is good. His quality of cosmetics is up there, I would say, with other luxury brands. It is not a mid-tier. It is a luxury makeup brand. I would say his perfumes fall on that mid-tier luxury market as well. Um, and that's what kept him afloat in present day. I would say it's his handbags and accessories that are helping him as well with the makeup and the perfume. What we will see, and Jen's going to go into it, Mark Jacobs is slowly starting to dabble back into clothing, but I yeah. don't think it's going to be his main market. You know, we'll have to see, you know, he's, like I said, he's a very interesting person. Um, I, like I said, I have been a huge fan of Mark Jacobs. Oh, I think that too. Mark Jacobs in the past 20 years has really been a generational designer, mm -hmm. um, particularly for millennials. Yes. I know that um, Mark Jacobs was definitely one of the first designers that I had heard of that I coveted that I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, it, like, but it wasn't always necessarily the clothes for me. Um, it was more the bags. That was my first designer handbag that I ever got for myself was... Um, well, it was a mark by Mark Jacobs. That was the first one that I got. And I remember how bad I wanted the bag because everyone had the bag. I also had the perfumes too. I had the mark by Mark, the Daisy by Mark. You know, he's mm -hmm. the, all these really, really great pieces. So um, now that we've talked so much about like Y2K resurgence and all these people wanting fashion from like the 90s and the early 2000s, Mark Jacobs is right there along with it. But the thing with Marc Jacobs is that he definitely was and still is a very savvy businessman, you know? Yes. And so within his lines, you know, he definitely dabbled in diffusion lines, collection lines, collaborations. So let's just kind of talk a little bit about this, these collaborations. So, I mean, these, these lines. So the first one we are going to talk about is Marc by Marc Jacobs. I feel like that is the most accessible line that we see out there as resellers or just in general that we always see um you know even though it closed in 2015 this was such a strong y2k brand i put it right there with like you know the ed hardy's yes and, right and the juicy mm -hmm. couture's and stuff of the world because he's right there and what Mark did so well was that he created like hype around his clothing and younger celebrities were obsessed, absolutely mm -hmm. obsessed with everything that had to do with Mark Jacobs. Um, I don't know if he had like some kind of a deal too with like the CW <laughs> because it was like, so how many people wore his pieces all of the time? You would see that. So what does that mean though for like resale? It's kind of funny because kind of like what Daniela alluded to, it's like his strength, even though he makes really interesting pieces, his strength though is in accessories. It yes. really, really is. And you even see that today, you know, in the reselling market, it's like, that's where you see the most stuff. 
you know, and most people gravitate towards the handbags. Daniela mentioned even like uh, when we were talking before about sunglasses, even, you know, just all these like accessories. So when it comes to clothing, I will talk a little bit about clothing in the Mark by Mark Jacobs, because I'm pretty sure that most of you have been flipping through the racks and you see a Mark by Mark Jacobs and you get super excited, right? But it might not have sold for you very well, or it might have sat for a really long time, or it had a lot of wear, like Daniela said. So um, really, when it comes to Mark by Mark Jacobs clothing, it's about the unicorns, honestly, with those pieces. And when I mean unicorns, it's about the dresses that the Y2K fashion girls wore back in the day, particularly the reason why I said the CW people from Gossip Girl. People from the Gilmore Girls, you know, all the it girl fashion models, like all that whole like young Y2K, young Hollywood kind of look. Those are the pieces that are going to command a lot of money because I'll give you folks some examples. So like dresses, when I started digging around within the dresses, probably $50 or less, average maybe 30 bucks, 25 bucks for a Marc Jacobs dress. But within the unicorn pieces, again, um, there is this gold Dita lace mini dress, $400 you can get wow. easily for this dress. There is a black and gold mini dress, again, $120. The Jolie white dress, $350. And the, the, the difference is all of these were worn in Gossip Girl. Oh my God. Think about it. Gossip Girl, the time we were obsessed with Gossip Girl and anything that Gossip Girl wore Blake Lively had on, yeah. everyone wanted it. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Same thing with the coats here. Again, if it really wasn't worn on any of the shows or any of the celebrities, 20 bucks, maybe 80 bucks on a good day. Um, but you know, the, co the coats over a hundred dollars, you know, almost $200 for anything worn by somebody in Y2K, uh, within that Y2K young Hollywood era jeans, same thing. Um, I would be very, very particular with your jeans. You, you would want to go with very Y2K focused styles. So like low rise, big flares, because those will get you anywhere between 35 and $45, but I would not pay out for most of this stuff. Do your research when you find Marc Jacobs pieces, because if it is a unicorn, sure, grab it, but don't pay up for Marc Jacobs because yeah. it will be marked up at your thrift store right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely will. That's for sure. So with Mark by Mark Jacobs, if there's anything left in this collection really worth picking up again, it's the handbags, right? But within this collection, there's a ton <laughs> of bags. It's almost like within that short amount of time, he just cranked out tons and tons and tons of collections. So um, you can definitely Google these because I know that you've seen a lot of these, but Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Most of the Marc Jacobs, Mark by Marc Jacobs bags are going to have that like iconic black and white graphic yeah. um, print on the inside. Mm -hmm. um, in some other collections, he does go a little bit like softer with like the inside, but a lot of them have that like really loud black mm -hmm. and white Mark Graffiti Jacobs. writing. Graffiti writing in the middle, yep. right? 
So the biggest collection, and actually this was my collection that I coveted the most was the classic Q collection. So this was like a pebbled leather collection. So mm -hmm. really soft leather. And there are a bunch of different styles within this. So you have like the Natasha, which is like a larger flap cross body bag. You, um, and these ones right here, um, there are some um, nylon versions. I would not pay up for nylon versions. They don't do very well, but like the leather, again, it's a huge range. I've seen from $40 to $130 for a Natasha Q collection bag. They also came in like a billion colors too. So, you know, you're really going to have to also look at that and take that into consideration. There is the Fran bag, which is a larger hobo bag. Um, so some of the newer, newer styles, you know, I could see like $130, but on the low end, maybe like $40 on average, about 65. There was the groovy satchel. This one is between 20 and $60. Again, the more leather, obviously the bigger the bag, the more money you're going to get within this collection. The little, um, is it like Ulkita bag? Ukita, it's a large flap crossbody, 65 to hundred. So that one still does really well. And then there's the Percy, which is like the really small crossbody, not a huge high demand for it. And there it's $40. Now, the thing with a lot of these classic Q collections and more of these collections that I go in with the Marc Jacobs, the issue is too, is just, there's a lot out there. Yeah. And they're also really worn. So keep that in mind when it comes to Mark, Mark by Mark Jacobs bags, because the quality wasn't the same as Mark Jacobs collection. Um, they just didn't wear nicely and they're hard to rehab as well they didn't wear and then you have to think too that the most of the people that were buying it were like in their early 20s when i was they gonna were say late bags, teens early 20s and they did not take care of their bags yeah pens yeah. everywhere makeup yeah. you name it it was in there <laughs> yep yep the next collection, which I'm sure you see, is there is that quilted collection. It's like those big nylon quilted bags, you know? I loved those. I had them in three colors. I had like the super big one. I had like the black one. And then I had like, it was like small, medium, large. I had them all. Um, unfortunately, this collection does not command high dollar. I tried to see if there were certain patterns that people are looking for. I did not find anything myself. Most were $50. On a good day, you probably get 30 bucks for it wow. so again don't pay up for it if you find it for five bucks sure why not but also these also um get very very dirty yeah people really didn't take care of them so um they might be a little bit easier to wash but be a little bit mindful when you're picking these ones up another mark um collection bag was the pedal to the metal collection this is one of my favorite collections this is the one where they have birds Oh, um, yeah, metal yeah. birds on them mm -hmm. um the most popular color is black for this collection of course because it's a very rocker chick vibes on it and um it is within that natasha style so like that medium size flap you know flap mm -hmm. um crossbody bag about a hundred bucks you could get for that one so that one's pretty good mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of mark jacobs bags in this era were the flap they all have that magnetic flap component to it. Absolutely. Um, then the last collection, of course, there's probably some more collections within here, but um, these were the big ones, was the Turnlock collection. So just like how Coach has like that famous little Turnlock thing, he also had the Turnlocks on the bags as well. This was actually one of their less popular collections not as many people liked it it was one of his first collections too I remember people really liked it but 
um, about 80 bucks, maybe at the most you can kind of get for these ones. And then the smaller bags, like $20. Like I remember trying to sell my turn lock uh, collection bag that I had that was like a tiny little, it was like the size of the Percy, like a small um, crossbody. It wasn't like a Kelly green though. That's probably why. I think I got like $20 for it, you know, and it it's took so forever. depressing when you think about it. Mm -hmm. It is. It really, really is. So that's the mark by mark. And there's so much more that goes into mm. it. Cause like in the mark by mark too, there's like in the classic Q collections, there's two name, there's two plates too. Cause remember there's metal plates on them. Yep. There's the flat metal plate one, which is from the earlier collections. And then there's like a kind of like bubbled out metal plate. That's like from a little bit later collections too. Interesting. And I found sometimes people like the ones that are bubbled out a little bit more. I don't know. Um, I know I like them. It was just like, it was just a little bit more refined. It felt the, yeah. the styles and the colors. I mean, there's always nuances, right. To all these collections and everything. But I, I think to add to the Mark by my Mark Jacobs um, conversation in terms of clothing, I would not minus those few unicorn pieces. Mm -hmm. I would not touch it with a 10 foot pole. Do not, not learn I from our lessons. Do not buy it. It is not, you're not going to get more than $20. And people are, are looking for it. Honestly, no, they're, they're really not. I don't know why not. it's just, it's just the demand isn't there, which is odd again to me because he's so Y2K. But again, it could be just that it, you know, people just didn't really take care of their Mark Jacobs, you know, because he built these to just be thrown in the wash, wash and wear. So there's a lot of wash wear in these pieces and a lot of people really like them. So I don't know, like we said, be mindful of the Mark Jacobs, the Mark by Mark Jacobs bags that you find, because honestly, I, I saw people still buying Mark by Mark Jacobs in like 2018, you know, from like off Saks Fifth Avenue. Like it's like they still have like a plethora of them or something. Mm -hmm. Like it took these department stores, I think, a long time to go through their their inventory. Well, he was so big, right? And this is kind of like what you could see with a designer like Halston. He was everywhere. They had bought so much of it and then they decline. And then what do you do? You gotta mark it down, you gotta liquidate it. And you're exactly. stuck with so much of it because he came. The other thing with Mark Jacobs too, was he the most sustainable designer out there? No, because he just mass produced and had a lot of things out. And he kind of still does that. I can't say he's the most sustainable when it comes to designers. Yeah. Um, he creates a lot of the same style in lots of different colors. Yeah. So, you know, that's his vibe. <laughs> All right. So then a um another collection that he has is um and this is I, I am I was a little bit confused on this part but I believe that this is kind of his older collection he had the Mark Jacobs collection so just kind of like how Michael Kors has the Michael Kors collection you know mm -hmm. this is like the high-end stuff this was the stuff that was like made in Italy this is the stuff that's like fancy pants you know fancy you know. um fancy materials um you know fancy construction all that good stuff so really when it came to like Mark Jacobs collection pieces I'm talking about like his older stuff I'll talk about his newer line a little bit later um but I was really like more just like sweaters a couple sweaters again celebrities worn there's a Taylor Swift rainbow sweater out there that I see $300 or more you know um but I didn't really see anything else that like jumped out at me that wasn't just the same things that we've talked about a celebrity yeah. wore it a celebrity wore it kind of thing can I just add one thing before you keep going when you say celebrities that was kind of his market I yes. mean 
he pulled celebrities to inflate his brand and make the regular person want it. And he was good at it. But the thing is, too, I think that people don't realize back then, celebrities were worshipped. Yes. It was just like whatever they did, whatever they wore, whatever, however they did their hair, it was like everyone followed that. You know, Mm -hmm. there really wasn't like social media to the way that it is today, you know, where you can get your influence from so many different sources and so many different people. I actually think that the decline in the power of the celebrity has really gone down and people don't really look up to celebrities anymore because they, they just, they're not real. They're not, they're not relatable. (laughs) They're not relatable at all. But it was like back then it was just like, it didn't matter what these people did. We wanted to look like them. We wanted to dress like them. We wanted to be them. And they Mm -hmm. were just the all or nothing. So it was like, these people all wore Marc Jacobs. It was like, that's what we wanted. And on, and I'll even go even further, you know, with these bags, like, um, I'll talk about the snapshot bags. Um, but that's kind of in his new collection. So I'll just wait on that one. But the two big older, older bags, when I say the Marc Jacobs collection bags, these are the early 2000s, you know, or mid 2000s, whatever you want to call it, um, were the, um, Cecilia quilter bag and the Stam bag. So this was named after Jessica Stam, who was a Y2K model. If you look her up, you'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that girl. Um, and it, they're just like, like, um, they look like, like, um, they're quilted bags. They're very heavily quilted. They have like a big chain around them. They, they're almost like a grandma bag. Mm. Like, you know, like the grandma little triangular bags that have those tiny yeah, yeah, yeah. little toggles that you like open them with the two little balls that you just yep. like pop them open. It looks like that, you know, but in a bigger size. And it even has that like whole like button looking thing to open yep. it. That bag was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And from what I read, it actually seems like it's actually getting – um popular again that people are looking towards this bag because I even saw in like rehab bag and like like they're reselling this bag um for like fourteen hundred dollars oh like, wow crazy yeah but like you can sell the, these ones on Poshmark between um 150 to 400 dollars for these not these. bad yeah mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting but that's from like the the Mark Jacobs collection now um the newer lines that he has it's it's kind of interesting because I couldn't find anything that told me like where Mark Jacobs collection started and where this new Mark Jacobs collection. It just kind of fused, I think. It's very different. It's very, very different. So the new Mark Jacobs collection brand that he has is called the Mark Jacobs. Mm-hmm. So this is like his collection. Now, he calls this ready to wear and affordable. I do not think <laughs> no, it's not or affordable. Um, and he also does have this heaven collection too, which was kind of interesting. And I'll go a little bit more into that one. But this like Mark Jacobs um collection, the Mark Jacobs, started in basically 2019, 2020 is when it started. And it was supposed to be this ready to wear affordable line. Um, this is when that new snapshot bag came out and that's that bag that's like a square little bag that almost looks like an an o or a c that's Mm -hmm. like i remember when i first saw that and i was like that's not mark jacobs that looks so different and i didn't like it i still don't personally like it i don't get the hype but 
whatever. That's just me. I have one of the camera bags. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I found, um, the big, the bigger version of the camera bag has two yeah. zipper components, not yeah. just one. That's probably what I would say. Most people in today's world, when they think of Mark Jacobs, that's what they think of. They think yes. of that C that C or like almost zero like looking thing. Right. Yes. And they think of this camera bag. Um, I, and I, I think in terms of, um, the everyday person, Mark Jacobs probably helped push the idea of the camera bag to the other like more accessible brands because everyone wanted the Mark Jacobs one. But I will tell you, retail, that bag is not cheap. It is like a $400 bag, the big one. Um, so there have been lots of dupes, I guess you can say. Like um, yes. Coach came out with one, Michael Kors. They have all come out with a variation of it. But he, I feel like, and it might have started up at the top of the luxury world, but I feel like he was the one who really pushed that idea of that type of bag out to everyone yeah. in like the yeah. general population because the fanny bag, the fanny pack bag didn't really work for everyone. So like, what's another good option? Mm -hmm. This camera sized bag. Right. That resells for a lot. The smaller yes, sizes it does. are reselling like the small, I'm talking the small ones are about $130 at resale. Yeah. I really don't think you're going to find one. Cause again, they're, they're pretty new. I'd be surprised if you do find one. If you do find one, let me know. <laughs> I did. Oh yeah. yeah, but I found did. it on the real real. I found both of them on the real real. So you didn't and... find it at the thrift, but you find it at the real. real. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one that one of them that I bought needed serious rehab work. All I did was polish it up, paint it black, and called it a day. Sold for like one fifty. I paid thirty two dollars for it. Well oh. worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just had to clean the. They come with chain with the uh, straps that you can change out. That's like his big thing that he does now. And I just had to wash that. It was like a multicolored strap. And then the one that I bought for myself was $60 and I had credit. So it really only cost me $25. Um, and it's the big one. And that that was a steal because the big one on the real real can still yeah. go for $200. So yeah. that was just a miss. That was a mistake by the real real. That's good. No, that's great. Yeah. You know, I actually remember going to the outlets uh, near my house in um in Massachusetts. Yes. And it was like, all of a sudden there was like a Mark Jacob store in there. And then it's that still there. And it's okay. huge. Okay. Cause I was just like, what is this like O and C bag here? I'm like, people I've never seen it before. Are obsessed with it, Jen. I'm not, there's usually a ton of people in there. You want to buying... know what's funny? When I went there, it had just opened and I was the only one in the store. <laughs> That's like funny. nobody was in there. That's and funny. I just remember looking and being like, Mark Jacobs is still a thing. And then I was like, what are these new like, O bags or C yeah. bags or whatever you <laughs> It looks <laughs> like a zero, like, I guess. Yeah, I was like, is this a zero? I'm like, I don't really get it. It doesn't feel like Mark Jacobs. And I remember walking out. <laughs> but I think he's done such a good job, totally off on a tangent here, but I think he's done such a good job at marketing the accessory piece of it. Like you can interchange the different straps and you can like, I no, think I everyone's doing all that brands now. have done Louis that. Right? just came out with something not too long ago with something like that too. Right. That has all these things that you can like but yeah. Mark mm -hmm. Jacob was the innovator in that. He's yeah. the one who really pushed it to the average person, like interchange your straps. Why not? But again, it's, it is funny how it's like affordable and it's like 400. It's affordable, but it's not affordable at all. <laughs> all right. So let, we digress. Let's go back to the Mark Jacob. So that yes. actually, I don't think that that one is part of the Mark Jacobs collection. I think I that think one's so. just Mark. It's Jacobs. just Mark Jacobs. So that's where you see, that's where there's like a little bit of confusion. Cause it's like, I think he still has a Mark Jacobs collection and then he has the Mark Jacobs. So the Mark Jacobs, we've all seen these. It's like, he has, it's like basic items and he like has his logo 
splashed all across it. And the biggest one that you'll all know is the tote bag. I can't stand this bag. It's just a gigantic uh, tote bag. Well, it's not gigantic. It comes in different sizes. Yeah. Different, you know, there's everyone has sizes. it. Everyone, everyone has this bag. It is a huge bag. Everybody wants it. And it's just literally splashed across. It says the tote bag, Mark Jacobs. It's so. bizarre to me that that's the bag that took off for him yeah. in this, in, in 2020 and on. Like that is just. Mm-hmm. And people pay crazy money for it. They do. They do. So again, this bag will get to at least $100 or over. Yeah. doesn't matter, Easy. you know, what style. There's probably a lot of dupes out there because there's just a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. Please be careful. So please be mindful of that. Yeah. But yeah, it was just doesn't matter if it's canvas, if it's leather or whatever. At least $100. At least $100 you can get for that bag to sell it. Um, then of course, within the shoes, there's the slides. Like they're literally just like, you know, the Adidas slides that everybody yes. had. They're yes. just, yeah, it's just like little slides. And they say, I think that say on the bottom, they say the slides, Mark Jacobs. And then on top they have Mark Jacobs. So it's a lot about the spell out stuff is mm. what he's doing. You know, he also has the gym short, the sweater, like in every single, you know, category, it's like he has the something. And it's just, again, a basic out silhouette of whatever a sweater should be or is whatever a gym short a classic gym short would be but it just has his name splashed all over it and all of these are going for lots and lots of money he has like a workout outfit that people like too he has then he has collaborations too where you'll find like in the tag it's the sweater and a peanuts peanuts collaboration which charlie brown snoopy Mm -hmm. everything then he has another collaboration with, and I see this is where I'm like, I don't know these brands, but it's like Magda Archer. And no idea. These brands, again, though, he is pushing with the celebrities on this stuff because like the, this um, sweat, these sweaters that I've seen that could go up, up to like $900 were like worn by like Harry Styles, you know, like really yeah. like on trend popular people. So he's still doing kind of what he did back then, back like, you know, 15 years ago or whatever. He's doing the same thing today. But people want this collection. People want the Marc Jacobs collection, the affordable ready to wear life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> affordable in air quotes. Exactly. Um, I did notice that he is pushing hard using Miley Cyrus, Ka- Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner. Like, mm-hmm. I think they're like that group of girls he knows who to go after yes he knows exactly who he needs to go after to yes. promote his stuff mm-hmm. and it worked think kendall jenner yes she's a supermodel and she's on the runway but she's also i guess very girl next door in the way that she looks in comparison to the rest of her sisters like she still has that girl next door vibe to her and she's very simplistic in the way she dresses and this new the mark jacobs line clothing in particular is very simplistic there isn't much to it Mm -mm. again like i said it's like he took what he considered a classic silhouette of something and then just when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply put 
it's this is the blank whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to put in there it's very yeah. interesting very very interesting um but then he also um brought out this heaven collection that he has and this heaven collection is you know there's there's collaborations with like brands that i've never heard of like stray rats they're called like yeah. it's really interesting very like artistic pieces um and they also have jewelry as well that i've seen like their heaven heaven collection pieces these all have a very high demand, you know, like anywhere with the jewelry did really well. I've seen as low as 45 to as high as almost 400. So it's like, if you see anything that says like heaven on it by Marc Jacobs, definitely grab that. And then the last thing was I try to look within the jewelry. Cause again, Marc Jacobs has done everything. I did not yeah. go into the makeup and into the sunglasses. I'm sorry. It's just too much for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, but it's there's pretty, also pretty a, generic. Yeah. <laughs> But there's also a necklace there too that I saw on top of the Heaven collection that it does say the F word going up ah. on it, but it's like all embellished and blinged out and people seem to be wanting that one as well. His That's jewelry, very Y2K. <laughs> his jewelry is very, very, very grunge inspired. Very like um, chunky, you know, yes. like that feel and like lots of metals, lots of like big baubles and like gemstones and everything so um really kind of interesting stuff so those are all the lines though honestly for the most part you're probably going to find mark by mark wherever yes. you go so just like we said be be mindful of what you grab from him more than likely don't grab the clothing look at the bags the only problem with the bags is of course the thrift stores are going to know mm -hmm. that it's mark jacobs so they'll probably mark it up i'd say if you're finding mark jacobs at the thrift stores for Forty dollars. Oh. You might yeah. want to rethink that. Yeah, because um, you might not make that much money back. Yeah, <laughs> it's really all over the place, folks. You know, I, I wish that I could give you more details as like which colors. You know, and black's always going to be a good bet, right? But like when he produced this stuff, it was just everywhere. And it's mm -hmm. like, I, like I said, if you look up classic Q collection, it's in a million different colors it's like the same bag produced multiple times in like 20 different colors and everybody wanted it <laughs> right and and everyone had it and they had it in multiple colors because you could get it at outlet stores like you have to think about that generation too like our generation grew up going to outlet stores all the time so mm -hmm. if we really liked something we would get at the outlet because it was 50 percent off plus an additional 25 you know like that was our splurge was going to an outlet and getting that designer piece it's very true. I mean, I remember I got my first Marc Jacobs bag in 2015, like right when they closed it. And it was already at a consignment store. Right. Like people were already like, okay, on to the next one. Like I want the next one, you know? And, and I got it there and it was like an olive green because it was like, that was the only one they had. So I was like, I'll take it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to talk about what I've sold in the last five years of reselling for Marc yeah, Jacobs. And I will tell it. you, it's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> because I am I very, too. very particular when it comes to Marc Jacobs. And when I did find Marc Jacobs for really, like, let's say $3 and under, I would send it to the real real because at that point their commission was pretty good on that kind of stuff. And even if I only sold it for 50, I was okay with making 15 kind of thing, you know, um, that's not the case anymore. I mm -hmm. do not send Marc Jacobs there, <laughs> but I will say the majority of my sales for Marc Jacobs have been the handbags and they all range Mm, between the $50 mark to $100, $125 mark. Mm -hmm. 
And I have sold two pairs of shoes by Marc Jacobs. I will say, I think their shoes do still hold a resale value because they're funky. They're, they they're are not, funky, but they take a long time to sell. They do. I found two at a consignment store. I think I paid $15 for each one. They were new in the box. Both of them were new in the box. Um, one pair sold the black pair. It was. It's called the Step Forward Mary Jane shoe, and it's a chunky Mary Jane. And I sold these two years ago, and Mary chunky Mary Janes weren't really in yet, but mm-hmm. they still sold. Um, $225 for that pair. And then the other pair that I found had... Uh, it was white with cherries on it. Kind of very Betsy Johnson in the way that they looked. $140. And they were both size 11. Um, mm-hmm. So I think if you come across some really fun, funky Marc Jacobs shoe, it's worth looking into. Because I do think there's a market there. Um, but even some of the handbags that I sold, mm-hmm. like I probably would never pick any of these up again, except for the the camera bag style, the snap one. Yeah. That's that's really the only one. These other ones were like, I was lucky to even get $60 on it kind of thing. One had, mm-hmm. um, this one is called the Marc Jacobs Crossbody Luna Tarp Fergus bag. And it's got a flap, but it's like cartoon almost on the front. It looks like a comic book on the front. And I think that's why that sold for 65 mm-hmm. And it was nylon. But other than that, I even don't even like to pick up their leather pieces sometimes. Like, I think I like them for me because I grew up in that era yeah. of loving Marc Jacobs. Yeah. But to sell it just it sits for so long and I and I question it every time when I when I pick it up to sell and I'm like, why do I keep doing this? Like it just doesn't move. Yeah. Um Very but true. there are those pieces that I think are worth it. If it's from the modern era of Marc Jacobs, I'd say yes. If you come across palettes with Marc Jacobs cosmetics or perfumes, absolutely please sell those because mm-hmm. they will go. People love the his perfume. It is one of the coveted perfumes. Um, so yeah, that's that's my experience with selling it. Have what about you, Jen? What's I've your actually have sold quite a bit of Marc Jacobs. Nice. Oh yeah, um, way more than me. However, some for not great prices. Yeah, I will same. Admit. <laughs> so I sold the um the Marc Jacobs Tate tote. So this was like the quilted totes. Yep. I had like a purple one, $28. The Natasha quilted, the flap one, $45. My classic cue, the one that I had, the green, the green one that I said, I did sell that one for 60 though. Okay. Um, the turn lock, it was like a big, big tote. The turn lock one, uh, $50. My, oh, my Kelly green one actually it didn't do too bad. It was like my Kelly green claw. Um, Turn lock one for $30. I had this really big one. I love this bag. I wore it so much. And then I just got tired of it. I'll like, I don't know if I can. Oh, let me, it's too bright. Hold on. That's okay. I'll show Daniela. Um, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, $75. That one I actually sold a lot, but it was a big bag. It was a big leather bag. A black nylon tote, $40. Um, the jumbo the really big oh I loved this bag I used it forever it was like the jumbo nylon one yeah. 20 bucks a lot of people like it just sat there and then at the end it was like I found a laptop case 10 bucks I could not believe this one this tan leather one oh I think it was I found this one at the bins and it again it had a lot of wear on it but not terrible now that I'm looking at it I gave that away for like 15 dollars <laughs> I must have had that one for years because I was just like I'm done with this and then a small Marc Jacobs wallet too 
Now, I did one time find when I went to an estate sale, I found a Marc Jacobs um, made in Italy bag. Oh. I was like, oh my God, because it had the dust bag. It had everything. This was when I first started reselling. All right. And I was, and it was $40 at the. Oh boy, here we go. And I was like, yep, I'm going to get this because these bags are like $2,000. I'm going to get so much money for this bag. I don't have a picture of it because I honestly can't remember where. I think I ended up selling it on the real reel. Um, I don't remember where I sold it. I did eventually sell it after having it for two years and I sold it. And I think my profit I got was $40. Oh, that's so sad. I just got my money back. And it was like so depressing because Mm -hmm. it wasn't a mark by mark. It was a Mark Jacobs. And so I thought to myself like, of course, oh my gosh. So I paid up for it and it just sat and sat and sat and sat. I wish I would show you a picture because it was a beautiful bag. You know, it was definitely like, more of a mature style it wasn't like one of the flashy bags that he had but it was a beautiful bag and and then after that I was like nope this is where I like I can't be um my eyes cannot blaze over you know when I see like a designer and be like oh let's pay whatever you know because that's where I made that mistake it sat and sat and sat I photographed it I re-photographed it I put it in a different light I did everything that I could to try to sell that bag because I'm like this bag has to give me at least two hundred dollars has to right but again that's when I first started it was really sad so but I think I think other people that are listening probably have gone through the same thing with Mark Jacobs especially if they're seasoned resellers um you probably have gone through the exact same thing where Mm -hmm. you picked up Mark Jacobs being really excited and then realize ah no doesn't work (laughs) yeah but yeah but like we said not every piece is going to work but that's with every designer that's with every brand do your research, look things up. You never know. You might have a unicorn. You mm-hmm. never, ever know. Um, but I think it's interesting to see these rise and fall, the American designer. And this is like the third one that we've done that has risen and fallen. And it's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it is nice to see him try to innovate himself and yeah. try to come back. He's still relevant. He may not be where he probably thought he was going to be because... To go from Louis Vuitton creative director and being so successful to what he is now, I'm sure hurts Mm -hmm. um, because that's really where he made his name. But that's Mark Jacobs. I hope you guys enjoyed this. We had fun researching him. Yeah. Um, Look up his Louis Vuitton stuff. I think you guys will. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating designer. Pretty amazing what he's been able to do, what he's been able to to, um, evolve. Yeah. To who he is today um and what he's done so and i'm pretty sure most of you have either owned or had yeah. something to do with mark jacobs because we all loved him you know yep. we, and we we'll see him. where he goes we'll where i he mean goes. i feel like the sky's the limit now with fashion so maybe he'll come out in the next few years with something totally crazy and different and he'll make it on that runway again the way that he once did hey but it's like things like juicy couture and like at Hardy <laughs> this is true come back Anything can go back. <laughs> I know. It's so true. <laughs> All right, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will chat with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.